A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From MCIE. Why be sorry about having cerebral palsy when you can throw a party instead? That's the question AZ Chapman asks in her new children's book, written as an introduction to CP for elementary school learners. My name is Tim Viegas from the Maryland Coalition for Inclusive Education, and you are listening to Think Inclusive a show where with every conversation, we try to build bridges between families, educators, and disability rights advocates to create a shared understanding of inclusive education and what inclusion looks like in the real world. You can learn more about who we are and what we do at mcie.org. AZ Chapman is a writer from California. She was diagnosed as a toddler with cerebral palsy, which primarily affects her speech and fine motor skills. Chapman is a college-educated woman who earned her bachelor's degree in liberal studies with a minor in special education from California State University, East Bay. Chapman is also a highly ambitious athlete. She started competing in her local Special Olympics program at the age of 13 and couldn't imagine her life without this amazing experience. She has competed in multiple events, including swimming, track, basketball, soccer, bocce bowling, and golf. Here is what we cover in today's episode. AZ shares why she wanted to write Cerebral Palsy Party, what her experience in school was like, and what her hopes and dreams are for the future. Before we get into today's interview, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Together Letters. Are you losing touch with people in your life, but you don't want to be on social media all the time? Together Letters is a tool that can help. It's a group email newsletter that asks its members for updates and combines them into a single newsletter for everyone. All you need is email. We are using Together Letters so Think Inclusive patrons can keep in touch with each other. Groups of 10 or less are free, and you can sign up at togetherletters.com. 
And now my interview with AZ Chapman. AZ, uh, tell us a little bit about your book. So the book is called Sarah Party Party. It's a book to introduce elementary school students to um to the peers who have cerebral palsy. What is the story of the book? How would you describe it? So the story, it's not really a story line with like a plot point. It's more explaining what cerebral palsy is, explaining some of the technol- adaptive technology that that some people will seem to use and how to be a defining ally to somebody with cerebral palsy. And so how would you say, how how could people be a good friend to people with cerebral palsy? Just by being a friend, you don't have to do anything special. You don't have to teach it fast. Just be a good human. Find out what we're interested in, and if you like it and want to hang out with us, make sure, like, the speech is accessible if there's a, a mobility, like, if the person with CP needs a wheelchair, make sure the speech is accessible and stuff like that. So, um, did you always, have you always wanted to write a book? Uh, so the story behind that is kind of, sort of. My dad always said, AZ is a good writer, she should write a book. And then the story behind CP Party was, I was on a, I was on a Facebook forum. And the mom said, there's not a good book for my daughter. She was in first grade at the time. And this was back in 2012. And the name, Cheryl Party came to me. And I started writing. And that's how I came up with the idea for the book. So in the book, like... You said it isn't really a story. It's more of like a explanation of what cerebral palsy is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else can you tell us about the the book? It took a long time finding the illustrator. Mm. Why was that so hard? My friend from college was going to do it, and we were going to publish it sooner than this year. But then the illustrations got stolen from a tour. So, and then she was doing do some other stuff. She was trying to become a therapist at the time and in school, and just way too busy to... Start over from scratch. So I was running around, and um, this was in January, this is in 2020 with George Floyd. And so I, I, I 
Did the water do to dancing to my mind? That's not a water do to civil poetry. So I joined one for black people dancing to and one of them, Rita, had written a book about her son, Anayan, who has Down syndrome, and she had like a three or four book series, and her illustrator was, I saw his work, and I was like, oh my god, I want him to illustrate, and that's how I found the illustrator. Nice. So... Once you found the illustrator, how long did it take you to to make the book? So it took about a year, like going back and forth, and uh, yeah. But it's out now. So how um, yeah. uh, have you gotten some good feedback from it? I haven't gotten any reviews yet, but. Everybody, everybody's really excited for me. Um, we actually haven't had a book signing, but we're planning to do that sometime in the future. So, yeah. Cool. But everyone's been very excited for me. Great. And how does it, how does it feel to be a published author? It feels good. Yeah. So you were telling me before, I, I don't know if you want me to publish this or not, but um, you said you've been having trouble finding some work. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, to start off talking about work, what is it that you're interested in? I'm interested in special education and education in general. Yeah. So what specifically in special ed? Ideally, my dream job would be a high school special ed teacher for moderate to severe that actually included the children general ed for everything except math, which I would do or at first, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you went to college. What did you go to college for? Like, what was your degree? Liberal studies with a minor in special ed. Okay. And you went to what university? Cal State East Bay. Cal State East Bay. Okay. What is it about school that you really love? The change. The fact. I just... I'm a firm believer in the power of education, and I wanted it back, and what I've seen, you know, what I experienced, the good and the bad, I want to make it better for the next generation so that they don't have PTSD, so that they do know science, so that... You know, I was put into, I was fully included KG5, but then in middle school, I was placed in a study hall for people with dis- disabilities, and 
in that study hall, I got bullied for two years, and I now have PTSD as a result that I'm now at 30 trying to work through with a therapist. And um, I'm really good. I feel like I understand history very well. I understand English. I can even, I can even if I had to figure out math. But science, because I never had those two foundational years, I feel like I don't know science at all. And I took some science in high school, and actually, no, biology I feel pretty comfortable in, but nothing higher than biology. Like, I'm terrible at chemistry, and and I never took physics, so. So after middle school, and after being in study hall, what was high school like? High school, I did the same requirements. I was in that study hall. Um, but then in my senior year, I was in a special ed personal finance class. And the teacher was just really mean to me. And then you graduated? Yeah, and then college was fine. So what do you think would have helped you in middle and high school? I think I would have been better off just being assigned a general ed curriculum instead of part way, especially in middle school. Um, I probably got less bullied. Did they have special education classes at the middle school and high school? Yeah, they did. But but you weren't in those. You were in a different class. You were in the study hall class? No, the study hall was supposedly special ed study hall. Oh, I see. I see. So you were in the you were in a separate class for middle and high school. For one period, yeah. For one period. Yeah. But you felt like if you were included during that time it would you would have been better off. Yeah. Yeah. AZ, what do you what are you hoping to accomplish with the book and then also like all of your other advocacy? I want to make the world a better place for people with disabilities. Are there some people that you look up to with the with in the disability community? Gigi Human obviously you um you know I follow Amani Bobby President Spice, so I follow all of them. Well uh thank you. Um yeah, Judy Human's great. Um Crutches and spice, awesome. Um, well, what um, what else do you want to say about you know 
about what you want to do with your life or, um, you know, the book or anything else? What do you want to say to, to people who are listening? You go out and buy my book. It's only $14. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we have a five-star review on Amazon. That would be appreciated. Okay. And just be nice and be kind. There's so much hate in the world. There's so much divisiveness. But if you can be kind and model that for young people, I mean, that's it. After this interview, AZ announced that she was accepted in a teaching program at California State University, East Bay. All the best of luck to AZ. Her students will be lucky to have her. Think Inclusive is written, edited, and sound designed by Tim Viegas and is a production of MCIE. Original music by Miles Kredich. If you enjoyed today's episode, here is one way that you can help our podcast grow. Become a patron and get access to ad-free episodes, behind-the-scenes posts, join our Together Letters group, and get a sneak preview of MCIE's new podcast series, Inclusion Stories. Special thanks to our patrons, Melissa H., Joyner E., Pamela P., Mark C., Kathy B., Kathleen T., Jarrett T., Gabby M., Aaron P., Paula W., and Carol Q. for their support of Think Inclusive. For more information about inclusive education or to learn how MCIE can partner with you and your school or district, visit mcie.org. Thanks for your time and attention. And remember, inclusion always works. Oh, hey, you're still around. Great. So Tim here again. And if you've listened this far into the episode, it means that you're probably a super fan, which is amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening all the way. And so just for you and, you know, don't tell anyone about this. Okay. I'm going to add an extra five minute interview with someone else, something completely different. I honestly was trying to figure out where I was going to share this. I thought, why not add it at the end of an episode just as a bonus? So a few months ago, a friend of mine, his name is Matt, was doing something really cool for the month of March. He was trying to play catch with one person every day for the whole month. And so his catch partners were people from all different walks of life, um, different ages, different occupations. And so he asked me to play catch with him. And so after we played, I brought my recording equipment and I just asked him a couple questions about it. And I thought it was really interesting. So again, if you're listening to the very end, you get an extra special interview. So thanks again for sticking around, and we'll catch you later. However you want to describe yourself, I guess. All right. Um, so I'm uh, Matt Summerlot. I uh, live here in uh, Marietta, Georgia, and a good friend of Tim's. Awesome. 
All right, so Matt, we just played catch. We did. <laughs> 80 degree weather at the end of March. Can't ask for better. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, so tell me about um, tell me about why you wanted to play catch. And so you're, you're playing catch with uh, one person every day for the month of March. Is that right? That's correct. So I'm in. I'm participating in something called the uh, 30 Days of Catch Challenge. And so there was an author, Ethan Bryan, uh, he wrote a book called A Year of Playing Catch. And so he did it for an entire year, a couple years ago, and then wrote a book about it. So I read that, was very enthused by it, knew the power of catch. Um, so when he put out a challenge in February, he said, hey, in the lead up to Major League Baseball's opening day, I'm going to do a 30-day catch challenge. It'll start on March 1st, end on March 30th. You got to play catch with 30 different people can't have the same person on another day and then there are also 15 goals right so you have to play catch with say a firefighter or a musician or a school teacher um, a stranger those kinds of things and um, so you have to meet all of those 15 I'm almost through the 15 I got a couple more to do um, and here we are you are day what is today day number 24 so congratulations Tim so <laughs> thanks uh, and then er earlier we were talking about um you noticing a difference like when you when you played catch with uh, your son yes yeah yeah and so um and playing catch opened up some conversations that maybe maybe you wouldn't have been able to do that's exactly right i mean when you think about the game of catch like you each of you has a mid on um and you're throwing a ball back and forth you can't have a phone in front of you right and so that's predominant in today's society kids have heads down this is a true way to connect. I think there's a lot of power in it. Um, in, in fact, one of the guys, you know, I'm a part of an organization called Play Catch for Good. Um, I'm a teammate of, of that organization. And one of the things that he's working on is a ball with questions on it. So as you kind of throw back and forth, you ask each other questions, so I, which I thought was brilliant, right? But naturally, like you pointed out, so like naturally in the yard, throwing with, with my son, and it became a way to unwind at the end of the day where I could learn about, hey, what's going on? And, you know, it was really fun. And I could see confidence building in him, too, as, you know, he would try different pitches or throw harder. And so, you know, between the connection and the confidence building, I just saw a lot of power in the game of catch. And I, I really feel like there are ways that we can change the world through the game of catch. As, as corny as that sounds. I'm all about changing the world, Matt. That's right. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more thing, because you mentioned something about uh, catch curriculum. So tell me more about that. Yeah, yeah. So Play Catch for Good developed a curriculum. Um, they've actually rolled it out in several schools. So um, it's really designed to, um, you know, the, the net effect of it is how do we reduce school violence? How do we get people engaged? How do we build community? And community is built up of connections, right? And so playing catch really builds those connections. And so we've got an entire curriculum. Um, in fact, if you go out to playcatchforgood.org, you can actually download the curriculum um, and incorporate that into, you know, if a school system wanted to bring it in, they could do that. But it's all about how do we get kids together just playing the game of catch and see the results, right? That's what it's all about. Matt, so a lot. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.